Hi everyone, and welcome to the 47th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro. Hello. And Jackie. Hi everyone. How's it going, guys? Good. It's been a rough morning. <laughs> That's been a rough morning. But it shouldn't be a rough morning, because we're recording this on the day the time changed, and apparently we were supposed to get an extra hour of sleep, right? Yes, indeedy. That's why... <laughs> It That's confused why you're not me a so little bad. bit. It confused me a little bit. That's all yeah. it was. I actually yeah. got up at 2 a.m. this morning because <laughs> I was hearing explosions from across the hallway, and it was what? my dad watching a movie. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> well, I guess that's an acceptable way to hear explosions from across the hall. I, on the other hand, uh, I stayed up till... 2 a.m. I guess the day or I don't, I don't know. It's kind of confusing. So I stayed up to 2 a.m. today just so I could see 1 a.m. again because that's when they actually do the time change. So I was like, oh, let me see, let me see this again. And then I don't know. I guess that tired me out. And then I woke up and it was I didn't feel any different. So I don't it's know. It's like this going is, back in time. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's so arbitrary. I don't like this whole time change thing. But oh well, whatever. Well, anyways, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and we are presented on the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro. KH2.co.uk. Alrighty, so we have a three-segment show today. We have news, we have our burning question, and we have our question segment. And goodness, we have some uh, we have some good responses to our burning questions. So I can't wait to get to that. Um, in the way of announcements, we still have our two announcements that we always have. Uh, stickers will be given to those who have their questions answered in the question segment. And just FYI for everybody. If you want to have your answers to our burning questions featured on the show, then you want to respond to our burning question in the episode release thread on Gaming Union. And if you want to ask us a question uh, that will be featured in our question segment and potentially win stickers, uh, you want to be answering or asking those in the Kingdom Hearts Union questions thread, also on and Gaming I, Union. And I just have to add that I'm... I'm doing my best to send you guys PM, so don't hate me if I send it way too late. But <laughs> I'm sorry, but real life calls, so unfortunately, I mean, I'll get yeah. to you guys as soon as I can. So don't hate me. Yeah, Cheryl's good about it. He's just it takes it takes time to do it, so you're not gonna get it instantly. Just saying. But yeah, anyway, moving on to the news segment. Segment. All right. Alrighty. So in the way of news, uh, basically, I, I mean, there's a lot of news uh, that actually happened that was basically the fallout of Tokyo Game Show. Basically all the... Nomura did like a few interviews to be like, okay, let me clear the air here. <laughs> that, that it's like his interview. traditional interviews yeah. post-event style. Yeah. Bas- yeah, basically those those interviews that he does to explain himself when you know it's not clear from the announcement about stuff. So, anyways. Uh, there's some other stuff, but we're focusing on the cool stuff. Uh, the first bits of news came from both the Dengeki and Famitsu interviews. Um, just a few bits about uh, Kingdom Hearts HD Remix that we were wondering but weren't sure about. Uh, but it is confirmed that uh, Kingdom Hearts HD will be using a lot of uh, different gameplay improvements from Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, one that we mentioned in the last show was the triangle uh, to do the actions 
or what are they called? Abilities. Com- and they're abilities commands. in Kingdom Hearts 1. In Kingdom Hearts 1, they're called abilities, but they're, they're kind of like reaction commands, but they're consistent, you know? doesn't matter where you are, you are always using Ars Arcanum or Zentetsken or all those ones. But yeah, anyway, uh, triangle for the abilities, uh, and one that we speculated has been confirmed is that the right analog stick will be used for the camera. So lots of cool, you know, gameplay improvements that are, like, you know, obvious to do, but, you know, if you were to go back and play Kingdom Hearts 1, you just wouldn't have that. So I'm excited. It makes it a lot better, especially when you're fighting Riku in Halopasha. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, fighting the dragon. Yeah, the the one thing I'm not sure about, and I can't tell from the screenshots or the trailer, is you know how... Okay, so going from Kingdom Hearts 1 to Kingdom Hearts 2, you know how in Kingdom Hearts 2 they pulled back the camera quite a bit? And, Mm -hmm. you know, Sora is is a lot further away. And they did that to make it easier to see stuff. I'm not sure if they did that here. And, I mean, does it look... It's kind of hard to tell now because, like, they only showed, like, a... like two seconds of like yeah. game footage. I mean, yeah, I to think... me it looked like they didn't pull it back, but be- the fact that it was widescreen, you were going to see more anyway. So Sora might appear smaller on the screen, but I don't think the camera is actually further away. I'm not sure. I personally didn't like that, uh, even though it did technically make it easier to see around you. I kind of liked feeling closer to Sora in the action. It, to me, it yes. looked cooler that way. Same. I felt like I was more in the game. Yeah. In one, then two. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was really cool having those, like, reaction command quick time events, I guess, because we were all, you know, in the God of War mood, so everybody was doing it in the 2000s. But, (laughs) I don't know. That whole pullback camera thing was kind of, I don't know, made it feel like a cheaper experience. It, I felt a lot more disconnected than I should have been, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's uh, those are some things that were, have been confirmed. Another thing that's been, um, I don't know, I guess uh, elaborated on is that the 358 over two days cutscenes uh, are said to come in at about two to three hours total. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's I mean, is there enough scenes. game to cover two to three there hours? There is. There, there is. And well, there I mean, are over a hundred cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, there are over a hundred cutscenes. A lot of them are taken from just normal dialogue sequences that weren't, you know, you know, weren't... At least, hopefully cutscenes. at least some of the scenes would be elaborated upon, meaning showing more than yeah. what it was originally shown. Yeah, I would imagine that because because they have full animation and voice acting and all that, they'll be able to... I mean, even if they don't, the emotional engagement that you're going to be having from it because there's music and because there's voice acting and you can see the expressions on their faces, you know, even just that is going to be, you know, going to make it like 10 times better, 10 times more immersive. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm really Um, excited. Can't wait. Yeah. The other thing is, if you think about it, it isn't actually that surprising because it's a, I mean, a lot of people don't, recognize this and even even gamers don't like make this connection but games are really long compared to movies like you know you know three five eight over two days that's maybe a 30 hour rpg so 10 percent of the experience is being condensed out you know into into video so i mean it's not that it's not that far of a stretch to see how they got the three hours of content yeah that's easy yeah especially if you think about games like metal gear solid 4 
Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4 had nine hours of cutscenes. That's <laughs> for roughly That's the even same length of game. I mean, just imagine how Xenosaga was. Oh, yeah. Xenosaga is just ridiculous. I mean, especially with those, like, console RPGs, especially the Japanese ones, it's like, like Xenosaga. They're kind of like taking an anime season and turning it into a game. So, you know, you could have that many hours of cutscenes, basically. So, I don't know. I like it. I I personally enjoy that. I understand that it's not for everybody. They they want to play a game and not watch a game, but I don't know. It's an RPG. You know, you, you either like it or you don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, when I play RPGs, I'm just more into the story, so it's like, it, yeah. it, for me, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I always, when I first started Final Fantasy, I found it very boring to play, but very entertaining to watch. So that's what got me into Final Fantasy. And then Kingdom Hearts was a good meshing because it was also fun to play. So I think we have something special. Anyway, so another uh, bit of interesting information is that Kingdom Hearts HD was actually in production before the Final Fantasy X remaster. And it was only worked on... It only took a year to program by two programmers from the Osaka team, which is pretty crazy. That's very impressive. Yeah, mm, and it, these two programmers don't normally work on anything Kingdom Hearts related. Yeah, as far yeah, as far as what they've said, they're just two programmers from the Osaka team. But if you think about it, I mean, I, I don't know if everybody gets the same perspective because I'm a, I do programming for a living. That's what my major is, and to me, it didn't seem that bad of what they had to do. It's and also, even just people that emulate games, you know that it's actually pretty easy to, you know, make a game HD because it's something that happens automatically when you port it to a different platform and you tell it to be a certain resolution. So, I mean, it's not that much of a stretch for two people to do, but it's still impressive. And um, one interesting point is, from a business perspective, that means this is probably the cheapest production they've ever had to done because they only had to pay two programmers. So if you imagine, let's say they made, I don't know, 80000 US dollar equivalent each, you know, that's maybe $160,000 for, you know, development costs as far as, like, your your human resources. That's pretty pretty dang cheap compared to, what, 40 or 100 team I mean, especially like when you got games like the Devil May Cry HD and all that, especially when they had to, you know, outsource it to another company to actually yeah. do it, you know, yeah. especially when they have a whole team to work on it. Here they have only two programmers within their own team, yeah. their own company. So from a business perspective, uh, this is, I mean, there's no other way to put it. This is the... This is a cash in. <laughs> this is this is perfectly a cash in. As far as the profit that they stand to make on this, they they put very little into production costs because it's easy to do to port a game, and you know they stand to make a lot of money. I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping it's not that expensive considering it's a remake, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited. But yeah, anyways, uh, moving along, we have um, other information about Kingdom Hearts HD is that it is in the final stages of development, which is exciting. Makes me wonder why it's coming out in 2013 if it's in the final stages of development, though. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be like KH3D for, you know, it's going to be probably in that February, March, April. Yeah, uh, yeah. that is likely. The, the only thing that I can think of that would push it back 
if they're saying it's in final stages of development, is probably the three five eight over two days cutscenes because they have to reanimate stuff, and that you know that's just raw and man hours. You have to right? take a long Some time. of them. Yeah, they yeah, do have to come it. back and voice it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm guessing we'll get a release date at Jump Vista. Yeah, to show a new trailer. Yeah, they've got they've got to. Great. So. This is uh, to me. This feels like it's good timing because they've sort of. I mean, they released the first announcement of HD, and it's been mm-hmm. followed up with these relatively consistent updates. Yeah. So that yeah, that is exciting. I'm. I can't wait to. I mean, at the very least, for the three five eight over two days cutscenes, I'm excited for that. I'm still disappointed that this is. You know, it's just a port. It's not anything too pretty. But oh well, I guess I'll go over it. Well, let me ask you this: If uh-huh. once you get the game in your hands, are you gonna go see the three five over three five eight, eight days over two cutscenes first? Or are you gonna play Ooh. in order? That's a good point that you bring up that I, I want to mention first. Is that um, just so everybody knows, Kingdom Hearts one point five HD Remix does not stop you from going ahead out of order. You can literally turn on the game and start with the 358 over 2 days cutscenes. You can literally just go straight to Chain of Memories. You can do whatever you want. Uh, as far as what I would do, I'm playing in order, buddy. <laughs> I am, That's a good answer right there. Um, I was going to do the same. I, was gonna play. I play everything in order. That's, I'm going to play out of thing. order because I'm not going to play Chain of Memories. Aww. Aww. Chain of Memories is kind of... It's fun. I, I already gave it a. Tr- <laughs> I, I gave it a chance. I got all the way to the Halloween Town, well, the world stage, and uh-huh. I could not move on. That was it. I was paralyzed there. <laughs> okay, let me let me ask you this: Were you playing the Game Boy version or the PlayStation Two version? PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I guess. I guess. I guess that's a that's a reasonable answer. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I mean. The last time I played Rechain of Memories was very long time a very long time ago, but I would say that Chain of Memories is one of those games that you can just watch the cutscenes and you, Yeah, you, you I loved it. watching the cutscenes. That's why yeah, I played it for awesome. every world. That's what kept me going is oh, there's gonna be a cutscene after this. I'm gonna meet yeah. you know, Axel or Larcine. That's actually a I don't know, to some people that's a bad game game design feature is the fact that and I, I don't know if, if you felt this way but clearly you stopped playing but honestly when I was playing Chain of Memories I was rushing through the game elements just to get to the next cutscene because I, I was did. so disinterested with the gameplay it was so boring I I mean the card battling system was fun for like the first couple of worlds but after a while I was just sick of it and I didn't really care anymore and I just I mean, but the I story didn't... kept me interested I loved the story it was just I, I didn't, didn't, care about I didn't really care about like you know the normal mobs or the bosses from the world. Yeah. Just like my favorite card battles were against the organization. Exactly, those, like those my were only fun. favorite card battles. Definitely, but those yeah. would be really hard if you rush through. Yes, those are very stages. hard, and that's what made it such a frustrating experience for me to play. Was that I would always get knocked back because you know I didn't grind enough. So then I go have to grind, and you know, just for one, I hate grinding. Period, and for two, I hate this gameplay. So. <laughs> Well, know. if we're going to talk about Chain of Memories, we could probably go on forever. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just so everybody knows, yeah, you can go out of order if you want to. Um, but, for, uh, you know, pro tip from the bros, don't do not do it. You know, play don't it in order. It. Like, like Nomura intended it, I think. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think Nomura has any clear intentions anymore. But it's a good idea. Just saying. Anyway, so moving along in our news segment, just quick little blurb about uh, the PC um, social game. Not that anyone really cares, but. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, one, it's outsourced. Uh, apparently, they've outsourced the development of this game to somebody that actually has experience making social games. And two, uh, they'll continue to add to it as it goes along. So, literally the least surprising bits of news you could ever hear. There are maybe a couple of things that Nomura clarified in his interview. One of them being that this is... um, Multiplayer is not a pivotal element. And we touched on this a little bit last podcast. Yep. We were wondering, where is the multiplayer element? And... What is it going to look like? Because we Not haven't really been there. shown any scenes of that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. Soon. It seems like making a social game for the sake of making a social game. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, don't expect Just to get in on what... Yeah. Just to get in on like the whole thing, because social media games on Facebook is, pra- is practically the thing right now. Yeah. Which is why they kind of square and extend a deal with Gree. So... Yeah. yeah. I don't... I'm, I don't think this is really meant for the fans of the series. It sounds yeah. to me, maybe I'm just being cynical <laughs> no, <laughs> about not, not the like, corporations. Like, like the but... hardcore fans, like, uh, like you know, you know, yeah. it's more like casual players, you know, casual play, you know, just to go in and play a couple things and then You go, know what this reminds know? me of? This reminds me of 25 cent bubblegum balls. That's what they are. That's what this game is. You know, it's really... You know, it's. It, I think it's like free to play, so it's it's something cheap that you use to pass the time, but it loses interest very quickly. It's like cheap bubble gum. <laughs> we'll yeah, with a little bonus in it. You buy the bubble gum and you get like a one strip comic. Is <laughs> it a joke? Get a get a little uh, washable tattoo with it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm personally, they haven't said anything to make me change my opinion otherwise. Has there been anything, you know, that you've heard that's at all making you really want to play this game? Mm. <laughs> Probably not. Right. I mean, I'll play it just to try it out, just to see how yeah, it works. Yeah, I'll try it out. I mean, it's free, but why not? It, it's got to be something interesting to keep me going. I mean, like, the customization yeah. of the character better be awesome or something. Yeah, I think I'll try to make Saw's no, just give, make a guy with Bro, an afro. Try, try to try to make a make a Luke Skywalker. Ah, oh, yeah, that would be good. Goodness, there there definitely is a lot of possibilities when it comes to like making your own character. The only thing I'm not, I I wonder though how good their character customization is going to be because honestly, when you look at like big MMOs like Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV, they are nowhere near the customization you get from Western games. I mean, it's... Pretty much. I mean, I mean, I saw the video of the Realm Reborn yeah. character customization, and that was just insane. Yeah. Is, I haven't seen it. Is it really detailed? Is it more so than normal? More no. so than normal. I mean, I they, they just... I don't think we'll get there. Well, you'll probably they, get they, a they stock just... of different Final Fantasy hairstyles. <laughs> pretty much. I, that's what I think it'll be, you know, just just to... And I mean, pretty sure we're going to have, like, a lot of people with clouds yes. hair. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's not a Western-style game unless you have, like, the ability to adjust your nose, 
bridge length and your elbow pointiness. I need my elbow pointiness or else I can't make my ITIL character. <laughs> you need a chin pointiness feature. Chin That's always been very important to me. And even the chin cheekbones. Pointiness. Cheekbone height. Goodness. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, the reason I, I'm interested in the character customization is not for me personally, but it's more for just the general fan community because imagine being able to create... Let's say you write a fan fiction. You could create your character for Kingdom Hearts and they could be in the world. I mean, I, I don't write fan fiction, but for someone that does, I could imagine that's like... That'd be huge to be able to do that. So Pretty much. I mean... I it think that's the only nice thing they got it going for them. Creativity. <laughs> oh yeah, you could probably and you can play as a female. Yay. True. Yeah. True. Throw a Yuna I'm... in there or something, holding a keyblade, make <laughs> all your imagination come true. Yeah, I guess. Oh well. So moving along, uh, one last bit of the news segment that was pretty interesting was that I believe this was in the Dengeki interview. I forget, but basically, Namora had a final message for the fans uh, that he offered out. And basically it went as follows. The story we have been telling consistently so far, which is called the Xehanort Saga, bears the formal name of Seeker of Darkness Chronicle. Before we look to the conclusion of this Seeker of Darkness Chronicle, I would love for you to prepare with the HD remake. Nomura. Kiss. I love what he says here. <laughs> it's great. It's something different than how he usually ends interviews, which is like, please look forward to any please other progress we'll have. Please be patient for have. us. We're yeah. working really hard. <laughs> something like that. I at just at find at it least, funny. At least, at least he's more openly yeah. honest with Kingdom Hearts than he is with Versus. Yeah, true. I personally find it very funny that he's that they're now suddenly rebranding the saga again. Just at the end of this interview, it, have you guys seen like um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? This this reminds me of. We are now no longer the knights who say nee. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly changing your own name, uh, just midstream. Like this is the worst time to change the brand of a particular storyline because it's right about to end. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, I mean, everybody's just still going to call it the Xehanort Saga yeah. because, it you know, that's what everybody's known it. Yeah, let me see. Seeker of Darkness Chronicle. That's eight syllables. If you go by any good movie title or anime title or video game title, you will find that good, catchy movie titles or game titles are five syllables or less. This is not... It, but Zehanort Saga is five syllables exactly, so that's catchy. Wait, well, wait, this is the moral we're talking about. Look at all the, the weird name titles we've gotten so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. And this is translated. So, I don't know, maybe yeah. in Japanese, Seeker of Darkness Chronicle is a lot shorter? Oh, uh, also the Japanese yeah, can speak really fast, so... No, it's it's not. If anything, it's worse. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, it's probably worse. I mean... I don't know, this is just sort of on a tangent, but if you actually look at titles of popular movies, you'll notice that most of them are five syllables or less. Like, for example, Star Wars is two syllables. Kingdom Hearts is three syllables. Uh, The Matrix, that's under five syllables. Jurassic Parks, you know, Mm. there's a bazillion things out there. Anime, Naruto, that's three. 
Dragon Ball. That's three. So Bleach. That's like Bleach. one and that's a half. One. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> one one syllable. Uh, the only um, the only like real exception I've noticed in Japanese culture is usually in uh, girl stories, shoujo manga in particular. They have very long-winded titles. That's why nobody cares about them. <clears throat> bias. Hey. I'm so biased. Hey. <laughs> I object. Objection. Objection. Let me see. Kimi ni todoke. That's six. Nobody cares about that, right? Oh, I'm going to get haters. <laughs> anyway, so before before I degenerate and lose our female fan base any further, let's move on to the burning question. You will lose all your female fans, Brandon. That's cool. That's cool. The the ladies love me enough. Lost. So. I'm not your fan anymore, Brandon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm it so begins. Sorry. But hey, to be fair, I am very much a proponent of um, romancy scenes in my Kingdom Hearts. So that's got to earn me some. You know, that's one of my sticking points is the fact that Kyrie is not more involved. I, I want I want the ladies to be to be involved. I want equality in my Kingdom Hearts. So. Hopefully oh, that hopefully okay. that wins me something. You some, redeemed yourself. Some Aww. sympathy. Some sympathy. Any at all. Anyway, so burning question. Our last, uh, our burning question for this particular show that you guys have so graciously answered was, what are your favorite features of the HD Remix? And will you buy it? <laughs> so uh, our first response comes from Ryusuke. And Ryusuke answers, all of them really, the fact that... Oh goodness, stupid pop-up on Word. Sorry. <laughs> All of them, really. The fact that they are taking the time to change gameplay elements, like having the reaction commands replace the fourth command menu option, and changing the camera to the Kingdom Hearts 2 camera, were all nice additions. And these games are kind of needed... And, and these games kind of needed those. LOL, I do like... I do like they're going a step forward, changing models like Sora, and remodel them and stuff. I don't really care for days, but it's cool that they're making it with new cutscenes. They look beautiful. They do. And I'm enjoying all everything about it, too. That's why you know, I'm very excited about the HD remix. And <laughs> I know I've commented on it in previous podcasts before but my PS2 is completely broken and I'm oh, very no. hesitant on opening up and trying to fix it so Just the fact that really it's an fast HD computer and emulate <laughs> well it's on the HD and on the PS3 so the, these yeah. two main points have already yeah. won me over aside from all the gameplay elements for me that's like so the new gameplay elements are a huge bonus and I love that um, reaction command and replacing it with a fourth command menu option mm. because in really intense and heated battles, and if I need to use, you know, my R's Arcanum, then I want to mm. use it right away. Definitely. In Definitely. Instinctively. It's such a, I mean, it's such a great mechanic. I really liked it in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I also like that it's very balanced because you can't just spam, you know, your reaction commands because Back in Kingdom Hearts 1, MP was not... It didn't regen. You had literally, like, maybe five MP bubble thingies, and that, that was it. So you use one R's Arcanum, you're done. So you can't spam it. So I thought that was really well-balanced, in my opinion. So I'm glad they made it easier, though. That's good. Mm. I think the unnecessary need to uh, scroll down to the 
fourth menu was just not necessary. That was just annoying. More of a pain in the ass. Yeah, it wasn't like good game design choice. It was just it just made it annoying to use. So I think it'll be uh, better to do. Another thing that I like that um, I don't think anyone's mentioned yet that I will admit that the emulator can't do better than this version is the fact that Kingdom Hearts Rechain of Memories, if you've ever played it on like an HD TV or if you played it on um if you played it on a backwards compatible PS3, you'll actually notice that all the cutscenes look terrible. And the reason is all of Ch- Rechain of Memories cutscenes were pre-rendered. So, they were actually they actually did more than they could probably do in the actual game. So they pre-rendered them all. So it was literally a 640 by 480 video, and you can't up that anyway. Not even an emulator can make those look better. So I'm excited to potentially see these cutscenes in real time so they'll look pretty. So I, I will tip my hat to that. Is that that's something that the uh, PS3 version is going to... You can only do it there, basically. So I'm Something excited. that I would change about... Um, this new HD version of Chain of Memories is yeah. if if they could do it like um, what they've done for days, stitch together all the cutscenes and have a video volume mm-hmm. as an option. I would like that because I don't <laughs> want to go through the tedious card battles. Fair enough, but the thing mm-hmm. the thing is they have they have the theater mode. You just have to earn it. <laughs> yeah, you just have By to beat playing the game first before it. you go back. Yeah. By playing through it, exactly. It's not that bad. That's too much for me. <laughs> Fine, somebody can play through it and then transfer their save file to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is in this day and age of uh, consoles where all your saves can be backed up, that can easily be done for you, Jackie. So you can actually download our saves these days. I actually really love that. I think that's like the coolest thing ever is that I can Yay. upload my saves and download them. And if I don't want to... <laughs> replay a game if I lost my save I can just download someone else's <laughs> so that's always good alright so Jack you want to take this next one? You got it this one is from Varnus. I guess one of my favorite features in the remix is that 358 over 2 days will be in cutscene theater form I mean days is a fun game when you play co-op missions with friends but the story missions were so repetitive that I could literally play it in my sleep and if there was any game in the series that would have fit in well as a one and a half hour movie or OVA, it would have been Days. Man, you must be my brother or something, because we like think alike here. I mean, <laughs> seriously, I mean, I love Days. I mean, I love playing Days, but he's but Varnus is right here. It's just so repetitive that I would just rather just go back and watch the cutscenes because that's what. What I loved about Days the most was the cutscenes that led up to the events of the climax of the conclusion. So it would be nice to actually see everything all mm-hmm. panned out in theater mode with full-on voice cutscenes and all that. It is kind of interesting, you know, that there there seems to be a bit of a pattern in a lot of the side story games. Is that from a game design perspective, they're really, you know, mediocre. They're really tedious and annoying and apparently rushed, in my opinion. So the only redeeming quality is the part that is just, you know, universal across all Kingdom Hearts games is the story. And I would say the only side story game so far that's broken that mold is Birth by Sleep. Because Birth by Sleep 
it's a fun game. It's just as good as any of the console titles, and the story's good. So, but when it comes to like days and chain of memories and recoded, the stories are good, but the gameplay is so tedious and boring that I couldn't be bothered to ever play them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and yeah. I will I will say Dream Drop Distance also breaks the mold. I would say Dream Drop Distance was also fun, even though it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad you added that in because I was yeah. going to come in with a big objection. Objection. It's you really difficult. You forgot Birth by Sleep in 3D. <laughs> yeah. Birth by Yeah, Birth by Sleep in 3D. They were made by the Osaka team. They were given both the same uh level of quality. Those were great. I would say it's the ones that are not made by the Osaka team. Those tend to be the ones that are boring. With the exception of Rechain of Memories, but they couldn't ha- the Osaka team couldn't have made it much better because it was a remake anyway. But yeah, I'm excited to see see it in cutscene form. The story of 358 over 2 is so good. I love it. And I I can't wait for the people that never got to experience it and like I mean, I really hate when I see people act like, "Oh, you know, Shion, she's just a filler character." Yet they never played it, so they never got to experience her and see how powerful her story really was. And I'm sure a lot of those people feel the same way about Roxas, and they will be, they'll be really surprised how good their story is when they get to see it. I'm excited for so them. So, <laughs> these, the, um, you know, 358 over 2, who, which team made that one? 358 over 2 was made by Hand, which is, they made a Nintendo DS game called Chocobo Racing, I believe. Or they made some Chocobo game originally. That was their first game. Uh, it was made by hand, and I think it was. I think Jupiter also had something to do with it, and Jupiter is the company that did Chain of Memories originally. So some sort of weird amalgamation of those two, or if it, or it might just be hand, but definitely hand was involved, and they did uh, some Chocobo game. Okay. So I'm gonna pin these sort of uh, gameplay gaps, or yeah, you can pin it on the outsource studios. <laughs> yes, that's right. So you could sort of also say that, you know, if this particular trend continues, you can also sort of say that Kingdom Hearts PC is going to be the same problem. This is also outsourced. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the I mean, lowest, n- not lowest rated, but worst received Kingdom Hearts games, they were all, it was Chain of Memories, 358 over two days, and um, recoded. Now, stories were great, mostly in all of them, but gameplay was not. And they were all developed by either Jupiter or Hant. So, just saying. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, Jackie, you want to move on? Oh no, Jackie took the last one. Churro, you take the next one. <laughs> Alright, this is from Sume Sarumai, and they write, Hi Keiju, I would buy Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD Remix when I buy a PS3. I would buy the game because Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories holds a special place in my heart, as it is my first Kingdom Hearts game, the one that introduced me to the series. My favorite features are the reaction command-like gameplay feature in Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, and the inclusion of 358 Days Over 2 as a video volume. So yeah, I'm guessing we're seeing a lot of a lot of consistency here. Basically, everybody just wants to watch... 358 over 2 days as a video volume and play Final Mix. So, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, Churro, are you excited even though you already own Final Mix? Oh, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I'm, I've just been trying to looking for ways to actually replay the first game without having 
too, because like my only beef with the final mix is that I have to stop and translate the yeah. abilities again oh, just to so progress, and it's like at least now I don't have to really deal with that anymore. Yeah, I remember f- when I I first bought final. Well, I only bought Final Mix once, but I, f- I bought it in 2004, and when I first played it, I was actually fresh off of playing Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, proper, the North American version. So when I was playing it, you know, it wasn't a really big deal because, oh, I, I remember all these scenes, so it doesn't really make a difference to me if they're, you know, if a lot of the dialogue is in Japanese, so I, I just know what happens. But I got cocky. And eventually, I think maybe sometime in, like, early 2005, I sold my original North American copy of Kingdom Hearts. And then before Kingdom Hearts 2 was coming out, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna replay Final Mix. That's, you know, that's the cool thing to do, right? So <laughs> I was replaying it, and I was like, um, I'm, I kind of forget what these people say. <laughs> so it was actually... It was actually kind of a humbling experience, so I ended up having to rebuy Kingdom Hearts. But thankfully, when I actually I didn't buy it, I made my girlfriend buy it for me. <laughs> but it was only ten bucks, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was for my birthday, okay? So it's not like I'm making girls buy me things. No, I guess you just made things easier for her. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, hey, you know, this is something I really want. Please, and it's please. only ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's only ten dollars, please, <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> Fill in the little gap in your life. Yeah, the gap in my life. So, yeah, I have that. So that's awesome. But, yeah, and I find it interesting that I guess I guess Suma Sarami would probably be one of the people that strongly disagrees with us because he really likes, uh, he or she really likes Chain of Memories because it was the first game they played. So maybe, maybe Kingdom Hearts also has first game syndrome, just like Final Fantasy. Yeah, sorry we kind of bashed Chain of Memories for a while. Yeah. Or actually, yeah. I did. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> I still <laughs> no, liked we, we, many parts of it, just not. Yeah, I would say the first like five hours are fun to play, and then it gets old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I will say one thing that I will highly uh, praise uh, Chain of Memories for, and I'm, it's mostly because they did it first, was the fact that they both ha- they had Sora and Riku in it, and they played differently, and it felt so good the way they. You know, there's a rhythm between them. I really like that and appreciate that. So I, I'll praise, I'll praise it for that much. Was that you know Riku's side was really interesting the way it played. It was very different. Yeah, and that's yeah, the start well, uh, of the um, being able to play as multiple characters in the following games. The yeah, su- sure. Subsequent ones. Yep, first one. So that was pretty awesome. All right, so we'll uh, end this out with Sakuraba Neku 18, and Sakuraba Neku 18 says. If it does arrive in North America, then I will get it. It will have it will be nice to have the games on one console now, the PS3, then on many different systems. I feel like Square is trying to give the fans who haven't been able to play some of the games a chance to catch up while also bringing in a new crowd to the Kingdom Hearts series. I'm mainly excited about the final mix version of Kingdom Hearts 1 since I haven't played that version of the game yet. And, of course, the trophy system has also grabbed my attention. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, ex- like, um, Nomura did say that all these games have been scattered, and that's the exact wording he used, translated. It's yeah. scattered over many different consoles. So this is great for old fans. This is great for newcomers to the series. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I haven't played Final Mix, so... Yes, <laughs> super bonus. You're in for a treat. <laughs> it's a good game. I love it. Yeah, and um, I think as long as they keep it within a reasonable price range, they will mm-hmm. be able to get a solid number of new fans to the series. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. I think... Um... I, I think there's like a pretty consistent price range for you know these sorts of games. I think they're all about forty dollars. Correct me if I'm wrong. Does anybody know how much the Metal Gear Solid HD remix was? Uh, it's, it's between thirty and forty dollars because yeah. I think the Silent Hill is like thirty. Yeah, so, so something along those lines. I would say that's a, a reasonable price, especially considering how much is in it. There's two. I guess you could say two and a half games since there's you know all the cutscenes of three five eight over two. So, no, no, especially that now that it's on a home console now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. even though there hasn't been an official Kingdom Hearts game on the PS3, I mean, most nowadays everybody should have a PS3 by now. You know, yeah. considering the price dropped tremendously, and yeah, it's like sure. now it's you know the final part of console hopping. Now you know some fans were disliked about it. Yeah, I would say this is probably. A- yeah, I mean, for for the fan base at large, this is a really great thing. It's what we've been needing. Uh, for I don't know how much of I am in the majority, or you and I sure are in the majority, where we own literally everything. <laughs> and every yeah, console. pretty much. <laughs> so you mean in the I minority? Mean to, yeah, I wonder how much in the minority we are because we've played all of them and we've followed everything, like re- followed it down to the release date. We bought everything at you know at launch and just played it i don't know so it's i mean to me personally it's it's nice and i'll I'll probably get it but it's not necessarily that interesting to me because i i have all the games i've played all the games i don't know we'll see but yeah anyway that was our burning question segment and uh looking toward our next burning question we're having a kind of a fun uh, burning question that we're going to ask you, getting into the holiday and Christmas spirit. Uh, Our question is for you, what would a Kingdom Hearts Christmas be like on Destiny Islands? And we're assuming uh, between the gap between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Dream Drop Distance. So everybody's together, you know. This is after Kingdom Hearts 2. Like so. a like a like a little fanfic moment. Yeah, know. basically, that's actually exactly what I'm asking for. Is I want to I want to see people get creative and like write write us little stories, and we can read the stories. And the reason I picked between uh, Kingdom Hearts two and Dream Drop Distance is so potential romantic entanglements. I'm just saying something underneath the mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't know. And hey, I want to see. They I see have no are. parents on that island. So <laughs> this will be a pretty crazy Christmas bash. Um, let's try to keep it PG, PG stories. So um, nothing, nothing past first base. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, if you wanna, if you want your story or your part of the story to get on the podcast. Yeah. If you want it on. <laughs> yeah, try to keep it PG. Nothing, nothing that wouldn't fit in a Kingdom Hearts game. So basically that that level if it if it wouldn't fit in a kingdom hearts game something disney would approve of probably so but think like a 12 year old yeah i'm i'm excited to see what they think of i mean you know there's just there's so many factors of of it like you know you know what do they do who do they hang out with what presents do they give 
you know, who gets what, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to see. I would say try to keep it short. You don't have to write a story if you don't want to, but, you know, not too long of a paragraph. I'm thinking of even potentially devoting the whole episode to it because, honestly, I, you know, Chur and I were talking about this before. We don't think there's really going to be that much news or anything really interesting between now and uh, our next show. So go wild, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> Anyway, so moving along to our question segment. All right, so our first uh, our first question comes from Rickster, and Rickster asks, "I always wanted to know what the prize was for having the winning ice cream stick in three five eight over two days. Are there any non story related questions you would like to see answered in a future Kingdom Hearts game?" I truly think I mean I still want to answer like what happened to Cloud and Sephiroth I mean yeah definitely as, as much as overrated characters they are you know yeah. it kind of gets me wondering we, how we would they pull this that. off in Kingdom Hearts 3 you know yeah yeah. You know, we definitely it, need a and then another one would be um, Scrooge I want to see Scrooge sell his <laughs> uh, see sell the ice cream popsicles to everybody his, I want to see him get rich again. make his millions again make yeah. him a booming millionaire merchant across all the different worlds yeah so you'll see I would like one of the know, ducks in each world I'd like to know more about what happened to Pluto during Kingdom Hearts 1 I'd like to Ooh. see where he went because that's that's so, that's an unsolved mystery also what I, I don't know if these are non-story these are probably all story related questions but like what you know what was Mickey and you know what was Mickey doing during Kingdom Hearts 1 or a better understanding of you know Riku's storyline in Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two, so that's all story related. Mysterious. Yeah, those are all story related. <laughs> okay, well, unfortunately, you know what's pretty you know opportunistic of us, I guess, is I have a question. What's uh, the Destiny Islands main island like? And you know what, you Ooh. guys can uh-huh. tell us in the burning question response. <laughs> Woohoo! Isn't yeah, just use your imaginations and tell us what you think. Yeah, is there a roller coaster there? Like inside the volcano, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. They all go roller coaster riding. I don't know. Something I still want to know where their parents are at. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's like the best question ever. And it's non-story <laughs> like, related. And I mean, have, unless like, they like, got sucked into a dark portal. Nah, they, are the parents they there? And back. like, are they aware of what their children are doing at this current time <laughs> with the with the mouse duck don't and they care? dog and old old wizard? All right, Mom, I'm going to see a wizard to save the world again. All right, honey, but be back for dinner. <laughs> this time. <laughs> Goodness. That would actually be a pretty epic uh, Christmas story for us. The time Sora actually ate his mother's dinner. <laughs> and it was not meatloaf. And it wasn't meatloaf. Oh, no. Wow. All right. Well, that definitely leaves a lot of opportunity there. And Churro, you want to take our final question? Yep. This was this one's from Foxscape, and they write: With Disney's purchase of Lucasfilm Studios, now it is possible Star Wars and maybe Indiana Jones to appear in Kingdom Hearts. How would you guys feel about that? How would you feel that? How how would you feel about someone like Darth Vader being included as a secret boss? We already have Darth Vader as a secret boss. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know if he's Darth I'm thinking, Vader or you guys Darth know Maul. what scene I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Xehanort yeah. with his uh, lightsabers. lightsabers. Dun, oh, I was dun, thinking dun, of Samus in Kingdom dun, Hearts dun, Final dun. Mix because I'm a Final Mix hipster. 
So am I. That's like the first thing that brought me to my mind. Yeah, because he's got his red lightsabers. But yeah, I mean, I personally think it's it it's kind of awkward, and I actually kind of don't want it to happen because not because I don't like Star Wars. Star Wars is like my favorite movie series. It's because Kingdom Hearts has stolen so much from Star Wars already. Like, there's way too many parallels there to make it even remotely, you know, a good idea. Like, the gummy ship... I mean, there was specifically the gummy ship... The the final gummy ship level from uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 was exactly the trench run from Star Wars Episode for A New Hope. So, <laughs> I, d- I just want to see... I mean... I don't see Thor, Donald, Goofy... You know, Ryan the gummy ship destroying the Death Star. Yeah, and, and when it explodes, it explodes like a big giant Mickey ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what kind of you, you could potentially add some characters to Star Wars uh, and use maybe something from Star Wars as a in place of a Disney World. That'd be, yeah. be awesome to, to see the a confrontation between Keyblades and lightsabers. My my biggest concern though is that they won't do good Star Wars, they're going to do the new trilogy characters that they're just making now for like Star Wars Episode 7 and on. That's my concern, and I want nothing to do with those. (laughs) I want nothing to do with those. Well, we don't know what those those. will be like yet. I know. Let's stay optimistic. Though it might be... I mean, plus, 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 we we already heard so much of the Star Wars reference, especially from Birth by Sleep already. Yeah. If anything, I want to see Star Wars A New Hope and, you know, the the good trilogy, and, and that's it. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> How about um, Indiana Wallace. Jones? I'd Indiana love Jones. to see a bit of Indiana Jones in Kingdom Hearts. Maybe that do like a one level where you just run through <laughs> in a relatively straight line. <laughs> looking, looking backwards and seeing snakes pop oh, out dude. and needing to avoid yeah. boulders with reaction commands, like Uncharted. Yeah. So it's it's That'd reverse cool. temple run, basically. Yes. <laughs> Let's it's, do it's that. like like so grabs a magical keychain that enhances his yeah. keyblade. All of a sudden, oh no, boulder tr- is triggered. Then cue the uh, the iconic run run away from the boulder yeah. scene. I don't know. I don't think. Indiana Jones is as popular in Japan as Star Wars is. Star Wars is very popular in Japan, especially when it first came out. So I don't know. I'd say Star Wars is probably more likely than Indiana Jones, if anything. That's that's why we had Birth by Sleep and all that Star Wars reference. Yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much. Well, anyways, that brings us to our music segment. We have a lovely song from our from Jackie's favorite game, Chain of Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I actually, I would say this is actually one of the best songs in the series, and it's Nomine, and Aww. we have a trance remix called Nomine Seraphim Trance Remix, and it's done by Seraphim Dubstep on YouTube. Uh, he's got lots of Kingdom Hearts remakes and uh, remixes, and I'd like to add some more of his to the show at some point. Maybe not next show, but at some point we'll we'll have him again because he's he's got some really good stuff, and you should check him out. So yeah. Nomine, Seraphim Trance Remix, enjoy it. Now into our outro. The next Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 4th of December. Uh, you Yay. Can su- you can subscribe to us, uh, the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series on iTunes Store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we're number one. The last time yeah. I checked. Number uno. <laughs> oh. 
And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. KH2.co.uk Alright, guys. It's goodbye time until Christmas episode. Oh, no. Don't. No. <laughs> Jackie, are you just not going to say goodbye? Come on. No. <laughs> I, love, I love that dramatic pause. I'm too sad. Too sad. I'm sad too. You know, it's it's every time we do these, it just so makes me happy, but it makes me sad when we have to leave. Baby, come back. And a cuckoo could see I was wrong, and I won't sing any more on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't go when you walk away. You don't hear me say. Oh, that's probably a better one to be singing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably makes more sense on a Kingdom Hearts podcast anyway. Churro can keep singing on the podcast, not me. No, I don't want to. I don't want to lose. Vi- I don't want to lose viewers. So you know, your listeners, whatever you call yeah. them, be kind of interesting if they viewed us. I don't, yeah. I don't want them seeing me right now. I'm in my closet recording this. So dancing your Carlton gig. Yeah. Doing. Alrighty, guys. So I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.